You're listening to a podcast on Catholic Saints. This podcast is produced by the Augustan Institute, an apostolate helping Catholics understand, live, and share their faith. Hello, welcome to Form Now. My name is Dr. Ben Akers. I'm the Executive Director of Formed. And joining me today for a conversation is Dr. Christopher Bloom, who is a translator of St. Francis of Sales. And this is part four of a four-part series uh, talking about four char- characteristics that are essential to the Christian life. We're mm-hmm. pre-gaming Lent, in a sense. We're preparing for Lent. Mm-hmm. And so we've been looking at different virtues from this great work of St. Francis de Sales, the Introduction to the Devout Life. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to be talking about bravery and fortitude. Why did you pick mm-hmm. this virtue? Well, I think it's it's sort of undersold today, you might say. You know, uh, it, It's one of the surprising features of the Introduction to the Devout Life that as the book reaches its its crescendo, as it were, I mean, is it's, it's sort of you've been working through the basics, how to pray, uh, humility, so that we're standing right towards God, the evangelical counsels, and how to live them as a layperson in the world. Uh, the the surprising thing is that we come to an end by by being encouraged by this great saint, right? He wants to stir up in us a kind of determination to put these lessons into practice. And, and I think that today, um, maybe we're just not as aware as we should be that we need to be encouraged, that we need to have fortitude in all of its different manifestations. I, I agree. When you read these things, I'm inspired and I'm also convicted mm-hmm. and challenged and I wanna put it into practice, but he does talk about the importance of courage in, in implementing these things. Let's go through the text. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, if you'd like to join along, we uh, Dr. Bloom put together a PDF. It's about eight pages long, very readable, and uh, on this theme. So we're going to be using this as our basis. If you're watching online, you're going to have to go to your computer to download this PDF, but it's free. It's accessible to you. If you're on your phone, you're probably not going to be able to see it. It's, that's a, a Vimeo platform um, uh, issue that we're trying to work out, but you can go to your computer and download the PDF and read along with us. The first section that you have for us here is we must not trifle with the worldly. What does he mean mm-hmm. by this in this section? Well, it's interesting. You know, I think I think uh, so. The worldly here is, in effect, anyone who might criticize the Christian for his or her choices uh, towards a more devout life, right? So the decision to go to mass more often, the decision to uh, wake up a little earlier. Maybe maybe it's a question of how one dresses. Maybe it's a question of not eating meat on Fridays, whatever, right? Something that someone else might notice and then poke at, right? <laughs> right. Well, implicit in this is that people notice the witness of others' lives. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so the importance of Christian witness, mm-hmm. and you start to change your life, you, as you mentioned, get up early, or I can't join you for lunch today, I'm going to go to Mass down mm-hmm. the street at the local church. And he says that those who are worldly automatically poke. They just kind of instinctively poke. They're going to go right there. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to say, well, this this must be holier-than-thou behavior. This has to be hypocrisy because I knew this person when. Right. You know, this sort of thing. Of course, this this can cut really close to the bone inside one's own family. Right. You know, with siblings or something like this. Right. Yeah, especially, yes. There's a, you know, we've talked before off camera, but about birth order and family practices and family culture where Mm -hmm. I knew you when you did this, there's no way that you could possibly change. Right. And then Francis de Sales is, no, you want to change in the Christian life, that Mm -hmm. this is your more conforming to Christ and people will notice. 
and they're going to accuse you and they're going to challenge you and they are not your friends. Mm-hmm. People that act like this. Well, that's right. And I think also implicit in here is is the, a, a little bit of a tug at each of us. Do, do we Are we tempted to criticize others in this way? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we do when we look in this mirror, right? And and that's really important because we we don't want to be guilty of pulling people down. We want to be encouraging people in their pious resolutions. Um, so, so it's true. So some people might feel that we're judging them. They might mm-hmm. think that we're judging them, even though we're acting differently. We're not even calling them to act differently. We're just living differently ourselves, and mm-hmm. they're feeling judged by seeing us. Live no, that's that's right. Yeah, but let's but let's also keep in mind here that God can do amazing things with our. With our acts of piety, so you mentioned, you know, not not taking a lunch hour and instead going off to mass. Well, this this is precisely what some person was doing in Frankfurt, Germany. We have no idea who this person was. When, uh, and in fact, it wasn't even going to mass. It was a person who was just going in to pray before the Blessed Sacrament, like at a coffee break or something. And the young Edith Stein, who was still Jewish at the time, although she had fallen away from her Jewish identity, right? She saw this person going to a Catholic church and thought. There's something going on in that building that I need to know about. And she went in there and saw a person praying before the Blessed Sacrament, and this was crucial for her conversion. That's beautiful, because mm-hmm. we get to heaven, God willing, that we get to see all these different choices that we've made, mm-hmm. hopefully for good, also for Ill, but how they've played out and how they've affected other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And this is the message about courage in here is that we're going to gain in it precisely by those little choices, those little moments when we embrace humility or embrace patience or meekness, the virtues that he's been singling out throughout the book. Uh, they, these, these are not only good deeds that are going to help our relationships and put us in, in good stead with respect to God, but they're going to strengthen our hearts, mm-hmm. which is a fascinating concept. I like the idea of what he presents here is courage. When I hear courage and I hear bravery, mm-hmm. I think of a sword and going into battle and mm-hmm. you know doing great things and being a martyr. Mm-hmm. But that's not what he's... He doesn't mention any of that in, in this text. No, no. For, for DeSales, throughout the devout life and really everywhere in his spiritual writing, the, the standard or measure or ruler for us is always the state in life to which God has called us, right? So our providentially assigned state in life, right? Now, for some people who are in their youth, maybe that state in life isn't quite clear yet. They're discerning vocation, something like this, right? But for most of us who are uh, at or past the middle point in life, you know, we're, we're well aware of what our ordinary duties are, mm-hmm. right? And Francis de Sales's constant teaching is that it's, it's in those ordinary duties that you find courage or the, the, the opportunities to exercise courage. And he's um, helpful in that he, he points out the connection between virtues like patience, perseverance, and constancy with courage. These, these are all, in fact, manifestations of courage. Mm-hmm. It's a brave thing to be patient uh, with someone who's annoying you. Or it's a, it's a brave thing to persevere in some long task, grading a stack of papers, perhaps in my case, you know, uh, that you'd rather not do, right? Or uh, you'd rather just say, take a nap. Or again, it's a brave thing to remain constant to something important instead of being distracted by the shiny object, right? Um, and I think this applies 
to all of us in our daily lives. Speaking of this shiny object, he, he had a great illustration in there in talking about what you're talking about, this firm resolution, this patience, patient endurance as being part of courage, of uh, the difference between a planet and a comet, mm -hmm. where they both shine brightly, they both attract our attention, and they both let off light, but the comet's light is passing. Yeah. While the planet is persevering and and uh, you know unfailingly shining, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we want to be planets, but less bright, but, but less, less bright, bright. right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but it's stable, or it's not stable, it, but it's, it, it, yeah, it's, it's it's present in the sky to pretty us. Pretty stable, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, one of the things, so he talks about that from moving. So we're on page three. If you'd like to join along with us in the reading, where he talks about the planet versus the comet, we move into the second section. He talks about our need for courage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, he goes through, which I thought was very helpful, what happens when you first start to pray or what mm -hmm. happens when you first start to change your life. So we have the firm resolution. I want to do it. I'm convicted. I don't care what other people think. I'm going to do it. And the very th first thing he mentions is discouragement, mm -hmm. weariness. Mm -hmm. um, it's like going to a foreign land and you, uh, you just feel just out of sorts a little bit. And he said, that's, mm -hmm. that's normal. To that, not is, that is normal. In his, in his letters of spiritual direction... You know, he was, he was in the country, and uh, many of the people he worked with didn't live in the same town, right? So often his spiritual direction was through letters, which is a, a, a great gift, as it turns out, to the church, because uh, we can read them. Um, and he, li he liked to use the phrase, begin again, hmm. right? This, this is the first rule of the spiritual life, begin again. Right. Every day, every season in life, after every confession, every Lent, you know, there's there's all of these opportunities to begin again. We're never, we're never finished, right? We're always of the dust of the earth, mm -hmm. right? Um, now, the Lord wants us to grow in virtue. He wants us to be confirmed with the character of a Christian, with, a, with a, an interior life that is Christ-like. He wants that. Um, and with his grace, we can attain a great measure of that, but we'll always be sinners. Right. So the, we see the mountain of Christian perfection ahead of us mm -hmm. to not be overwhelmed with the heights and knowing that there's snow at the top and we're going to have to put our ice shoes on to make, you know, right. to, to, make it to the top, but right. uh, to not be discouraged, but That's to right. still always attempt to start again, to begin again. Mm -hmm. Phil Rivers, uh, who used to be the quarterback at San Diego Chargers, used to wear a hat at games, the Nunc Chapi, the Latin for begin again. Yeah. So yeah. kind of a silent wit or witness there for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. Exactly. Uh, okay, so we're looking at now, we're going to move to this next section, which I really like, which is part four of the Introduction to Devout Life, and section 10, so this is on page five, if you'd like to read along with us, where he talks about the importance of strengthening one's heart. Mm -hmm. uh, what does he mean by this? Mm -hmm. So heart, of course, is a, is a metaphor for the will, right? Uh, with our intellect, we, we uh, apprise situations and make a judgment about what is good or what is a right course of action. And then it's our will that chooses to do that right course of action. Um, and this is an interesting feature of human life, right? We know that there are times when we know what to do and we fail to do it. Either we fail to do it as couch potatoes, right? We just lie down <laughs> and take a nap. Or we fail to do it because we choose some other good. Uh, and sometimes, of course, that's very wrong. And that's what we call mortal sin, right? Uh, sometimes it's venial sin, sometimes it's just an imperfection. Um, but that uh, each one of those choices adds up to a state of our will, right? And if our if our will is confirmed in in choosing the good, choosing the right path, then it's strong. And if it's 
um, week, that means that sometimes we do what we should and sometimes we don't, mm -hmm. right? So then this becomes the, the struggle of life, right? This is really the task is to strengthen one's heart, strengthen one's will. And what's beautiful here is that the way we do it is first by, as it were, teaching ourselves interiorly about what is good by reminding ourselves, right? By always speaking truthfully about what's good rather than pretending, you know, or saying things that are false. And then finally, by doing good things, and as he says here, do as many lowly, humble deeds as lie in your power, even if you perform them unwillingly at first, for by this means you will form a habit of humility, right? So these, mm -hmm. are, these are simple matters, right? Just cleaning up after yourself. Well, what I liked about this section, when he tells us to, at the beginning of the Christian life, or we're beginning again, you know, if we've fallen, we want to start over again, is he's like, okay, just start with this one, pick one virtue that you want to grow in. Because mm -hmm. it'd be overwhelming, like, I need to do faith, hope, and charity, I need to grow in chastity and purity, and, and kind of this, this yeah. endless list of things, I don't know where to start. Yeah. I want to start, I don't know where to start. He says, pick pick a vice that mm -hmm. you maybe struggle with and a virtue that you want to attain, which is the opposite of the vice that you may, might struggle with, and then go after that mm -hmm. hammer and tong. Exactly. So, and he gives some examples, if you'd like to, to read along, vanity, avarice, flirting, kind of a, a, a yes. light kind of interaction with people, uh, a, a right. lack of seriousness in relationships. Yes. No, I remember a, a, at a certain point in my life, uh, before I passed middle age and, and found a hard time sleeping, right? But when I was younger and slept really well, right? <laughs> um, it was very meaningful to me, the teaching of St. Jose Maria Escrivá that when the alarm clock rings is the heroic moment, mm -hmm. right? There's a little bit of, is a chance, little chance every morning to exercise courage by not hitting snooze. Not hitting, right, and you know? if you sleep with your phone as your alarm, it's so easy just to hit it in seven, eight minutes, not, and yeah. just, yeah, exactly. an hour goes by. So to your point, right, to pick something, mm -hmm. right, that you need to work on, and then, you know, a few months later, you'll be working on something else, you know, uh, so... I was struck by what the he doesn't quote this particular psalm, but I know it's in his mind of uh, Psalm 57. My heart is ready, O God. My heart is ready. Mm -hmm. That it just every day I want to be ready. This is the virtue I want to grow in today, and this these are the things mm -hmm. I'm going to do to help grow in that virtue. He's yeah, like, that's right. But let's let's keep in mind here that we're not supposed to be constantly looking in the mirror, right? Mm -hmm. We want to be looking at Christ, and this leads us to that yes. this last point here about anxiety, right? If we're if we're constantly looking at ourselves. We're just gonna make ourselves right. stirred up, right? Yeah, right. Because we, we, then we, because we'll know how much imperfection is in our life and how mm -hmm. much we don't measure up to Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, anxiety, uh, he says, is a source of all temptations. Mm -hmm. What does he mean by that? That was that was a striking phrase. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you know, think think of anxiety as being thrown on your heels, right? If you're playing soccer and you're thrown on your heels, the other team's just gonna run around you, mm -hmm. right? You can't, you literally can't get off the blocks, right? You're stuck. And, and I think that's, that's sort of how anxiety works upon us. Uh, the temptations will arise, mm -hmm. right? This is just part of life. This is one of the reasons why we need courage is that there, there are many good things and our task is to choose the one good thing that is right at that moment. Um, so if we're anxious and thrown on our heels, then these temptations that come might knock us over. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that's, that's the dynamic there. And I think he explains it beautifully when he's, and, and in the, the way that we experience it, where he says that we're, 
impatient, anxiety, it causes distress. You kind of, as I was reading it, I could you know, recall moments mm, in my life mm. where this is exactly what happens. This is the order by which this happens in my life. Yeah. Um, and then you put yourself, as you say, you know, on your heels and I'm going to make a bad decision. Yeah. I'm going to turn to things that are not of God, and, yeah. which is sin. Right, exactly. One of the things that, um, this is on page seven, the top of page seven. Uh, he, it was an interesting proverb. I thought it must be an old French proverb of the, the devil's ready to fish in troubled waters. Yes. That anxiety is, a, is of the devil. Anxiety is not of the Lord. The Lord has so many words and phrases and teachings. For, one of the longest teachings he has in, in the part of the Sermon on the Mount is about not to be troubled, to mm-hmm. not to be anxious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he tells me not to do it. But how do I not do it? <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'm reminded of the old evangelical book published in the mid-20th century by J.B. Phillips, Phillips, Your God is Too Small. Right? Now, this is, uh, alas, not a book that I ever managed to read. But the title kind of yeah. says it all, you know? Yeah. This is what you need is, is just to remember, oh, yeah, God's big. God's bigger than this. Whatever right. whatever this is, God's yeah. bigger than it. Because God's, God's got it all, mm-hmm. right? And this is, really, this is really the key here, that faith is meant to give us a vision of the world, Right, and what's at the heart of that vision of the world that that God stands beyond the world, holds it in His hand, is completely unmovable, right? And there's no obstacle that He can't overcome. That's beautiful. We all want that peace, and the Lord wants us to have that peace. Where the you know, the Psalm says, "Deep calls upon deep." That this you know, the storms can be raging on top of the ocean, but you just go. Mm-hmm. several yards down and it's as if there's no storm up above mm-hmm. they have that storms come in our life as jesus says in matthew chapter 7 that it just depends on where you've built your house if it's on sand or the rock because the winds yeah. come the storms buffet the winds buffet the house it just depends on where your house is built mm-hmm. yeah and we need we need to build on the eternal one because we're not we're not meant for this world yeah we're on pilgrimage here Right. And Lent is our great reminder that we're on pilgrimage here, mm-hmm. and it's the greatest chance we have each year to strengthen our hearts right. as we think about our, our ultimate destiny. It's a beautiful thing that the church gives us this season of Lent so that we can begin again. It's a chance to reconform ourselves, to configure our lives to the life of Christ, and to grow in, in virtue. So I encourage you to, to prepare well for Lent. If you're watching this outside the season of Lent, you know, please join along in reading the the text from Introduction to the Devout Life that Dr. Bloom presented to us. If you like the book, it's on Catholic Market. We also have a free ebook. If you like to read ebooks, that's on uh, just below this description of this um, this show together. And thank you, Chris, for joining me and, Thanks, and preparing these texts and, and thinking about these virtues. We talked about obedience and devotion, the attentiveness and prayer, the importance of sincerity. Mm-hmm. which is you know, just an, almost another word for humility. And then today talking about the importance of, of courage. So thank you for, for joining me and thank, thank you. you for joining us. And thank you for your support of the Augustine Institute through the Mission Circle. Your monthly donations help us to have conversations like this. So thank you and God bless. You can watch these interviews in video format by visiting form.org. Formed is an online Catholic streaming service created by the Augustine Institute and Ignatius Press with award-winning studies and parish programs, inspiring audio content, movies, e-books, and family-friendly kids programming. To support the mission of the Augustine Institute, please visit missioncircle.org.